1: Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like
2: the highly consumer-rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com
1: sports. That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way
3: tire buying should be. I the
1: future.
3: I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's RJ Bell. I the
0: future.
5: You heard it. I'm RJ Live on a Monday, live in Las Vegas live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. Steve Fezzik in studio. Uh Uh-oh. Breaking news. Buffalo just threw another touchdown. Oh, man. (laughs) I mean, what the hell? I don't ever even say how on the radio. I mean, the whole country heard me try to talk you out of this, Steve. Oh, just ugly. At what point did you realize... You were, I mean, it was just I heard the funny thing is, you heard people after going, "Well, that was the one lock of the week, Buffalo." <laughs> you know, they, like they were talking about their week, and, and that was the one that was, you know, so easy.
4: Like you mentioned, total mismatch, a bunch of practice squad guys in the secondary just got torched by Josh Allen.
5: And I do think there's one takeaway there quickly, when a team is emerging. It's like the guy that never had a date, like go back to high school, for example, the first time you had a girlfriend, I mean, even if it's, you know, 26, 27, at that point, (laughs) at that point, it felt different, right? It's like, oh my gosh, I have something to do on Valentine's Day. Oh my God. And all of a sudden you're more engaged with it than you would be if it was old hat. Would you agree with that? Very much. (laughs) Josh Allen is emerging. This is like his coming out part. He's cotillion in a way. As one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, you give him a standalone game, you give him a beat up D-backs, he's going to make a statement. And I tell you, you hear the talk today that he made a statement. It makes sense he wanted to, don't you think?
4: Yeah, no doubt. And there was no let-up at all in the second half, despite the short week. Of even, the out- if there even
5: if there could yeah, no have been. It wouldn't have
4: mattered. Sports
5: batters listen for the money. I saved a lot of you, I'm sure, on that pick. Sports fans to know more than their buddies. We're the pros. He's the Joe. Jonas Knox in L.A.
6: Uh, before we get to RJ, what's going on? I do want to say I knew Fez's bet was dead in the water because I also like Denver in that game. <laughs> so once what, he... What's, well, you uh, owe uh, it yeah. to us to tell us that <laughs> during the show. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. He, he was so emphatic about it. and He was so steadfast. And, you know, I, did, I just didn't want to uh, interject. But uh, wow. RJ, <laughs> on a day in which we've got a major debate being had in the world of college football, plus the AFC North on display yesterday, Yet again on a Monday night later on What is the Vegas lead here on this Monday?
5: We're going to get We're going to really break down Because a lot of people are talking about the Jets And Oh, it was a you know unexpected game, but we've got the actual numbers. This is what we're built for straight out of Vegas. So we're going to give you the actual truth of that upset straight out of Vegas.
6: Yeah, it was a major upset yesterday in Los Angeles. The New York Jets are winless. No more. A 23-20 win at the Rams.
5: Okay, how unusual is this? Biggest upset in a quarter century. The last time... An underdog 17 points or more won a game was 1995. The Washington, then Redskins, plus 17 and a half over the Dallas Cowboys, December 3rd, 1995. In that quarter century, 25 years, favorites of 17 or more, like the Rams, won 28 straight games. So another way to think about it: 28 times a team was this big of a favor, 28 times this team won, Jets broke that streak. Now, the biggest upsets in the last quarter century, between these two, the bills in 2018 were 16 and a half. Some 17s out there, but the real number was 16 and a half over the Vikings. Dolphins, 16 points over the Pats at the end of last year, remember, to lose the division or to lose the bye, the Mm -hmm. uh, two seed for the Pats in that case. And then the Steelers lost to the Raiders in 2009. I remember that game, 14 and a half Raiders were underdogs. So think about this. If you actually go a little deeper and say, what about all favorites of over two touchdowns? Because you can get to 14, but when you get over that, it, it's a real difference maker. In the last 25 years, and by the way, this is topical, right now Pittsburgh is at pretty much at 14.5 right now. In the last quarter century, and this counts the Jets' upset, teams favored by over two touchdowns, 106 winners, three losers. 106 and three, 97.2% this was, and we're talking about if they were even you know, two and a half points less of an underdog, the Jets. It's that big of an upset. Oh, by the way, amongst all those big underdogs, or big favorites specifically, they've only covered the spread 45.5%. So, 97% winners straight up, 45% against the spread when favored by over two touchdowns the last quarter century. The point spread is the great equalizer. So now, what does this mean for the Rams? I'm going to make the following case. doesn't mean anything. I mean, losing a game isn't good. It might mean things for winning the division or whatever, but if they beat Seattle, they're fine. It was so flat. It was so unexpected. I just think you kind of chalk it up. As... But something that happens, one of those acts of God, in a way. Now, we know Goff, when he's uncomfortable, is not any good. And we saw an extreme of that in this case, for whatever reason, wasn't comfortable. Otherwise, Fez, how would you—I guess not otherwise, because maybe you think differently. How are you reacting from the Rams' perspective?
4: I agree with you on the first half. Rams were flat. Jets were sky high. Jets took a 10-point lead. Didn't think it was that big of a deal, but I have major concerns about what transpired in the second half. So, out of the locker room, the Jets drive 72 yards, touchdown, third quarter. The next time they get the ball, another long drive for the Jets' field goal. So, the Rams have all half to recover from whatever hangover they have. All half?
5: Dude, this is why I think there's a disconnect with what is flatness in the NFL. Flatness isn't you come out and you're texting... You know, your side piece in between plays or whatever. No, it's you're not getting extra sleep on Wednesday. It's you're not putting in extra film time. Maybe you lifted extra hard because you don't. You thought, oh, if I wasn't, a, who knows? But I don't think it's something you turn around and have to. You, you can turn around some of it. If you're lackadaisical on the field, maybe you perk yourself up. But I think there's some things you just can't... Under that theory, Steve, then what you do during the week would never matter, right? So I think that being flat is about the prep, the lead-up, and the game energy. But once a team starts losing, no team starts losing and doesn't try their best from there. Mm -hmm. So every upset that ever happens presupposes there's something other than the game energy that's affecting the favorite. I, I mean, you've got to agree with that, right? I agree with that, but never, and, nevertheless... Well, you can't say nevertheless. It's your basic premise, because the Rams closed. So, it feels like the Rams were able to come back to the degree that was maybe their lack of energy during the ga- first part of the game. But they weren't able to overcome the the lead-up, which was which was last.
4: And let's talk about that closure, because the Rams absolutely got back in this game, had an excellent chance to win this game. But it was interesting. Down 13, the Rams were still running the ball. A lot, and it shows they don't trust Goff. You mentioned Goff being uncomfortable. That the Rams down thirteen as a seventeen-point favorite, still said, "You know what? We got to just do ball control. We can't trust Goff at all to try to take over this game."
5: That's that's Steve Fazek. I'm RJ Bell. Who would trust him? This is you know you've here's a point, and we can talk about what the cause of it was. First thirteen games of the year in the third quarter, the Rams have been the best in the NFL. They've averaged giving up 2.3 points a game. So less than 2.5 points per quarter, the third quarter specifically, throughout the entire year. I mean, think about that. If you kick a field goal against them in the third quarter, you've exceeded expectations. Jets 10 points in the third. But again, is that the Rams got bad all of a sudden? The Jets got really good? Or the Rams were flat and they couldn't recover?
4: Hmm. It's a good point. You know, part of it just it wasn't. You could just leave it
5: at that. Fair enough. Bro. RJ, good point. What do you good think, point. Jonas?
4: Of
6: all the good teams that would be good enough to be favored by 17 or more points against the Jets, the Rams were most likely the team that this would happen to. Really? It, now why yeah, do you think that? Because we've seen them look really, really bad. I mean the game against the dolphins, they were awful. Uh, Buffalo they got back into that game, but they were getting dominated early on. the game against the 49 both those games have been
5: both those games have been like eight games ago, right?
6: Yeah, but they, I've noticed this thing with the Rams where they'll win a couple of games in a row. And then they just lose one. And if you go through just looking at their game logs, and it it could be coincidence or whatnot, but this is, again, another example of them coming off two straight wins, and then they come out and they look like this. There's something about them, and you've talked about high variance to where they're either really, really good and look like a real legitimate Super Bowl contender, or they lay an egg like this, and you don't know whether or not Goff is a franchise quarterback.
5: Well, I think we know he's not. Right. Yeah. I think Goff is a Baker Mayfield, but maybe a lesser version, to be honest. So, what do we know about Baker? And we can quickly touch on this game, because we probably won't get to it otherwise, is against the Giants, he was comfortable. When Baker is comfortable, he, it, it, it's almost like a skills competition. Think of it like a guy that has an open three. Now, most of us can't make at the NBA range open threes. But at that level, you give a good shooter an open three, they're going to hit it a big percentage of the time. But then there's people like KD and others that can create their own shot. And thus, in the reality of the NBA, they don't need perfect conditions to score. Well, Baker has been a quarterback when he's had his ability to set his feet and it's a skills competition. He knows where he's thrown. He's got great arm talent. Surprisingly good. And if you listen to or read the reports that came out contemporaneously when the Browns decided to pick him, it was his throwing during their time, you know, during their tryout or whatever you want to call it, in which it was like, wow, this guy can throw the ball. Now, the catch-22 was, prior to the new coach, the Browns didn't really put him in a situation, Baker. They didn't have the O-line, where he could set his feet and make his throws. Now, they're running the ball. He's like a real high-powered game manager. Now, against the Ravens, he stepped it up. That's the first game we saw him step it up. If he can take that step, then he's more than that. But right now, I think he's a glorified expensive, talented game manager, Baker Mayfield. The question is, Jared Goff, I think he's similar. Steve, what's your thoughts?
4: Baker Mayfield, the last four games, RJ, has an average QBR of just under 90. That is, would easily be the best in the NFL. He stepped it up in that Tennessee game as well. He's really well, yeah, playing but he, well.
5: I don't think he stepped it up in the Tennessee game, because Tennessee has one of the five worst defenses in the NFL. Wouldn't you say?
4: I agree. Still four touchdown passes no, no. in one he, half. Uh, so mean, we're
5: talking about two separate things. You're right. If we're grading him on, is he performing well in the areas we know he performs well at? Okay, which is set his feet against bad defenses. Yeah, he he had an extraordinarily good version of that. Against the Ravens, a team that blitzed him, and I don't mean, I mean, blitzkrieg style. <laughs> for him to get beat so badly early, first game of the year and then to have a shootout, even though he lost, Mayfield has shown he can do more than that. I'm not sure, Jonas, that Jared Goff has ever, after the first year and the defense has had a chance to see what McVay was doing, I don't think Jared Goff has been anything but that game manager ever, really. Even the Super Bowl year. Do you, with your eyes, do you think otherwise?
6: And no, I, I think the exact same thing. He's not been the same guy since Todd Gurley started dealing with his health issues. I mean, another Todd Gur- factor too, yeah. right? Because they don't have a dominant run game, and they've got good. They've got playmakers. They've got guys you can get the ball to whether it's Woods or Cup or Higby's been awesome. It just there's something about the Rams, that they they have games like this, and it just makes you wonder if they're capable of looking so good, but they're also capable of doing this, how do you trust that team in the playoffs?
5: Final word on this. I tend to disagree with you in the following way. And it's funny you said that, because I was going to say, I think the Rams were the last team of the good teams that I would expect to be flat. And you talk about the Bills game, and it's one thing to get out in, uh, to a deficit or the other team get out to a lead, but really that ended up being a three-point game. So ultimately, and the Miami game was what happened sometimes. It was just like four turnovers, and that still was a fairly close game, right? It 28-17, was,
4: yeah. yeah. But, but the, like you you said, plus 300 yards for the Rams in the stats.
5: So to me, I think this is what's fascinating. At the scoreboard level, I see what you're saying. And I also agree that maybe my statement's wrong saying all oh, the Rams would be the least likely because Golf is going to have a disaster before yeah. most of the other quarterbacks on a good team. Okay. So I agree with you. But otherwise, I think other than Golf, this is about as buttoned up as a team gets. But it goes to show you, even with a McVay coach team, a buttoned up team, your are 17-point favorite, after having just re- re- revenged your Super Bowl defeat, maybe you're flat. I think that's what we saw. Final word, Jonas.
6: Yeah, no, and it may just be a golf thing. Because when, we, when they look their best – what do we say when we are recapping a Rams game? Man, that defense looks good. It's and never Goff didn't have to
5: do much. Yeah,
6: and, and so even the games on primetime where they've looked good, even the, the game against Tampa Bay, the game that they won, I didn't come away from that going, man, that Jared Goff can really play. I think he threw a couple of picks in that game. I came away going, that's a legitimate defense that might be able to get them at least somewhat far in the postseason.
5: All right. So we talked about the worst team and maybe the worst franchise quote unquote quarterback. Now the best. After the break, we're going to talk about Kansas City. And here's what we're going to focus on. Colin Cowherd believes Kansas City has big problems. Most wise guys think Kansas City's by far the best team. They're talking Kansas City or the field. Is Colin right or the wise guys? It might surprise you I'm leaning towards Colin.
6: That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
3: Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio
0: app.
2: Tire Ratings, and Consumer Reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could
1: you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the word, then the hammer's gonna fall. The government runs a business.
6: The government keeps storm.
5: I'm RJ Bell, we're straight out of Vegas
6: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan Coming up here in just a couple of moments We will take a closer look at the team With the best record in the league
5: I tell you, Fez, this is uh, I love the aftermath That's what Monday is, is uh, We work so hard up to the kickoff And then you're batting in game I don't bet as my, or I don't hardly bet any in game. It'd be nice if sometimes you said, you know, RJ, I got a really good in game bet. I went never get that call. That's interesting. But (laughs) I've got some strong opinions coming up where I actually agree with Colin against the sharps. Now that one makes me a little scared. It's a great day to join. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. Thank you so much for the support. We're going to finish this football season strong, solidify the best season yet. By the way, Fez, how would your games go this weekend? Two and five.
4: <sighs> so, you, still time, you think? 40-49-2. Mathematically, yeah, there's time. I'm not optimistic for you. Seven
5: games, kids. Don't do this at home. Don't try to bet seven NFL games. If you learned anything, you can listen on 225 stations across the country. Just go to foxsportsradio.com. You can find out where your nearest station is if you don't know, or you can stream it there. Right now in Las Vegas on the Strip, 68 degrees. And the neon is flowing.
6: So, RJ, the Kansas City Chiefs are 13-1 atop the NFL record-wise after their win over the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans, 32-29 yesterday.
5: Okay, I'm going to set up the debate. And I am not even sure if we're going to have the debate. I think it's interesting that it's being had. On one hand, almost to a man, and it's mostly men, The sharpest people I know, either gamblers or analytics people, pro football focus types, those types, they all believe that Kansas City is clearly the best team. And the debate is, would you take Kansas City or would you take the other 31 teams? And I heard multiple people, multiple just since yesterday's game, say they would take sharp people, they would take Kansas City over the field. Fez, what's the current Super Bowl payout for Kansas City? Where do you fall in that debate? Kansas City is currently plus 175. All right, so better than the field payoff wise, you're getting uh, a better payoff. So if you think it's close to 50 50, you even like Kansas City at those numbers. What do you think the true odds are? Think about 40% for Casey. So it's rare that there's an NFL team before the playoffs that's 40%. That's right. This is high. This is, in your opinion, amongst all the sharps I know, almost to a man, Kansas City is an all-time type favorite here. Not all-time as in the very best, but amongst the top 20% of Super Bowl favorites. Agreed. Colin says he thinks this is one of the more vulnerable Super Bowl favorites. So I'm gonna tell you my opinion on it. But first, Jonas, where do you fall in this debate?
6: Uh, I think they're the best team in the league right now, but I don't think it's this wide gap. I don't I don't think it's as wide a gap as some of the you know, the undefeated Patriots team from O seven. I, no, I, yeah, I, for sure there um I just I would bet the field But in the last five years would you
5: say that Kansas City Ooh. is a better favorite than most, or uh, slightly inferior to most of the favorites?
6: Um, I'm trying to think back as to who the favorites were. Carolina was really good. I think they're better than that Carolina team that was 15 and one, if I'm not mistaken. I think they've been better than the Patriots team. So yeah, I would say they're better. Um, but I still don't. I still would nah. bet the field. Just, so you're, saying just you're saying about
5: two third. You're saying about two thirds or so. Kansas City ranks. Amongst the Super Bowl favorites this time of year of the last you know five ten years yeah but you would still rather the field yes okay I'm going to pose the following question to everyone when has a team been this laxadaisical as in the kind of team that doesn't blow anyone out last six games Kansas City is six and zero straight up. And they have zero against the spread wins. If you had bet Kansas City every one of these six games, you would have been paid exactly zero times. <laughs> All right. Now, there were some two and a halves out there against New Orleans. There were some three and a halves. I think three is the fair grade. We're going to call that a push. If you've got a really good line, three is a key number. You might have heard that somewhere. But in general... Kansas City has not exceeded expectations once in 6 games. When have we I'm not talking about that 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 uh, that makes so potent the idea that Kansas City's underperforming that that they're not and they've had leads in most of these games.
4: Big leads. Think about it. So they were up 14 yesterday with the ball in the fourth quarter. They're up 20 with the ball against Miami in the fourth quarter and Tampa they Bay. They get
5: bored during the game. Exactly. And I'm telling you, when have you seen an NFL team, NBA, you can see it. Mm. When's there been an NFL team that that's this lax, that's this, hey, we can flip the switch and they won it? When? You know the Patriots were never like that. No. And I'm 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 really asking the question. Was Peyton Manning's teams ever like that? Nope. And there's te- you maybe could say Carolina was like that the year they were that good, though they b- were blowing a lot of people out, but they, they weren't as buttoned up. It just strikes me that-, that what you have here is if Kansas City was just a smidge less talented, they'd be that really good 11-5 and team that always seems to find a way to lose. But because they're another level or two talented, they're the Super Bowl favor. But what I'm saying is... Kansas City didn't do this last year. They had some struggles because, and Fez, you were the first, I think, but certainly amongst the first national voices that said Kansas City is the best team, even though they were what, like seven and four at one point? I think five and four. Yeah. Is that right? And you said, and I said it to Colin on our podcast, I said, here's why. Mahomes was hurt. And defense under the new DC is getting better. It's going to all come together. And it did. But you know what? They covered like uh,
4: on and on and on they covered last year. Yeah, after the Tennessee loss, they were just, I think they covered their their last six games. What a contrast to their six straight non covers this year.
5: So to me, Kansas City's doing something that I haven't seen a Super Bowl winner do. And Jonas, what do you think?
4: Yeah,
6: and no, I just, when you made the comment, it actually, I started to think about it. It's almost like they've gone the opposite of what they did in the postseason last year. In the postseason, they'd get out to these big deficits, and then they'd make these monstrous comebacks. This year, they're getting up on teams, and then the Saints, you look up at the scoreboard, they're down three at the end of the game. Tampa Bay's down a field goal, or or whatever it was at the end of the game. So it's almost like they've gone in reverse to where they, now, they want to make sure they don't trail early in these games. And then they kind of take their foot off the gas later on.
5: And you know what the common theme is? At no point are they either healthy because they were last year they were banged up with Mahomes, so that's an excuse. Number two, last year they were lax at the beginning of the games and they fell really behind. And now they're lax at the end of games because someone told them don't fall behind, so they get ahead and then they're lax. They've never put it together. I'm not saying they haven't for a game or so but for any series of time I've never seen a team that is this hot and cold. Now I know usually hot and cold means losing. But come playoffs when the pressure's remember against San Francisco they were significant underdogs in the fourth quarter. What was the biggest payoff you could have gotten on Kansas City? 10 to anything? 1. Kansas City was like a 10% chance to win the Super Bowl at some point. Yeah, they had like a the third,
4: third and 15 with like seven minutes to play in that Super Bowl. And then they hit the cheetah on the bomb.
5: <laughs> they hit the cheetah on the bomb. That sounded cooler <laughs> than Fez is. Okay, that's Steve Fez, like I'm R.J. Bell. We're going to give him credit there. So, if that doesn't happen, if the 90% time... Ta- the Jets had about the same chance. They were about 9% to win yesterday of what Kansas City was, not to be, oh, another Super Bowl talented team that just couldn't get over the hump. How much differently would we be thinking about Kansas City right now? Mm. And I get it. To some degree, you could say, well, they're made men now. They've done it, so they know they can do it. Maybe with this team, that's a big problem. And I'm not saying I wouldn't take Kansas City over any team. I just think on one hand, the Sharps are right. The Sharps are right that they're, they're so talented, the Chiefs. But I think Colin's right, too. Everyone's dismissing these signs that this team isn't buttoned up, that they're not fully motivated. However you want to describe it, and I don't think you can dismiss them because I think the playoffs, when these problems rear their ugly heads, it's not like, wait till we get to the playoffs like in the NBA. I think it's the opposite. The playoffs is where, where you have any flaw in the NFL, it seems to show itself. So I'm more pessimistic about Kansas City than most sharps. Last word, fest.
4: My end-of-year rating on Kansas City, even though K- that KC so team... To last season. Right. KC team, that lost four games. I still had that team two points better than this current team.
5: But you still have Kansas City better than any team in the NFL, right?
4: Yes, largely because there is no really good number 2 team in the NFL this year. Whole lot of parity. And we'll be
5: debating who the best team to beat them may be
6: straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell.
5: Let's talk college football. To me, this conclusion was more egregious than I thought it could have possibly been. Now, you might think, R.J., what do you mean? Did you not expect Notre Dame to get in? Well, one thing I heard was, and Jonas, I think you were the big one on this, You said, oh, well, if Notre Dame gets blown out, I don't know. And it doesn't feel like there was any amount of margin that was going to cause Notre Dame not to make it. In hindsight, do you feel like that the way they looked in that game against Clemson warranted them getting the four spot?
6: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I just think there was a lot of stock put into their previous win over Clemson, so that's why
5: best quarterback in college football.
6: Yeah, and so that's why I wasn't surprised seeing that they got blown out and hammered like they did, and and still ended up getting in.
5: And I wasn't surprised either, right? I thought maybe, but I didn't really. I certainly didn't want Texas A&M. I wanted Notre Dame over Texas A&M. But here's the thing: I thought was egregious. I mean, like. I don't know how to say egregious, like with four syllables, uh, egregious, but that's what it is. All right, so if you're BYU, if you're Coastal Carolina, two teams that had the guts, the testicular fortitude <laughs> to play each other on like 48 hours notice and have a barn burner of a game, what if you don't make the playoffs? And obviously, BYU with one loss wasn't going to, and Coastal Carolina wasn't going to. What do you hope for? You hope for a big bowl game, big six, or whatever they call it. No, no. But then, if you don't get that, what do you hope for? Give us a chance against the big boys. Put us up. Now, let's give them credit. So, Cincy against Georgia. Georgia's favored by seven right now. Since he has a chance to make their statement. Now, I'm sure if since he wins, it's because Georgia didn't care. So they can't really make a <laughs> statement, but at least they have a chance.
4: And the game's the Peach Bowl in Atlanta. How fair is that? So, in the backyard of, of the dogs there. Good point.
5: Well, yeah, not the underdog in yeah. the backyard of the Georgia Bulldogs. But here's the thing you take BYU and have them play another group of five team, Central Florida. And you take Coastal Carolina and put them in the what? The Caribou? <laughs> no one cares about the <laughs> Caribou. And I don't even care that it's the Caribou, but they're playing who? Liberty? I think Tomlin went to school at Liberty, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> but I'm not sure. Listen, this is rigged. It's rigged. They won't even give these teams a chance, even in a crappy bowl, to play a Power 5 school. Because if they beat them, it's going to be more reason next year to put someone in. And they don't want to do that. What do you think? I mean, to me, that's the egregious part of
6: this. I just, I don't know if Cincinnati or Coastal Carolina gets in over Notre Dame. I mean, that game's going to be unwatchable. I mean, they like Alabama is going to completely, and un- I mean, they're going to beat everybody as I opposed
5: just... to being a 20, or, 20 and a half or 19 and a half point favorite. I that's, over why, Notre I, Dame. I,
6: that's why I don't th- I don't know that it matters results wise who's Then the if it doesn't matter,
5: game. then let's get let's let's change it up a little bit and give the small guys a chance,
6: but right? I. I just, I just think Notre Dame beating Clemson. Once they beat Clemson that first time, backup quarterback or not, Notre Dame was in. I, I just let me that
5: con- way. and I'm not sure that I want to concede the point, but for the you know sake of time right now, let's say you're right. I'm not even talking about that. I wasn't sitting rallying about Cincinnati. Look, the funny thing is this: Cincinnati was ranked seventh in the first committee rankings. They they kept winning and they dropped. <laughs> now when does that ever happen? How is that possible? And Iowa State with three losses above them. It's a, and oh by the way they have a common opponent, Louisiana, and it, it's just insane. It's insane. But to me the egregious part and we got to run. But the egregious part was you don't even give a BYU or a Coastal Carolina who's like a top 15 team a chance against... Hey, I, I give them credit. Georgia-Cincinnati. There could have been three matchups. Let's have a best of three. Coastal Carolina versus a real good power team. BYU against a real good power five team. And Cincinnati. And let's see if they go 2-1. and one. Mm. Right? If they go 0-3, you can shut me up. But you know what? I ain't shutting up because they're not going to take the chance. It's rigged. Tonight's not rigged, but it's almost close to over a two-touchdown favorite. But there's a way to bet this game. Faz, you got the side or you got a prop? Side. The side coming. It's going to have to be Finley because you love Finley. Oh, my.
6: That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, and it's money making time here on Fox Sports Radio.
3: Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m.
0: Pacific.
2: Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask
1: for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
6: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in
5: Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. rj bow we're straight out of vegas
6: and i'm jonas knox voice of you the fan so rj your pittsburgh steelers are in prime time later on tonight against fez's cincinnati Bengals. it is monday <laughs> night football time kickoff in a little over an hour from now and right now on pregame.com the steelers are a 14 and a half point favorite
5: 14 and a half Ohio state my, I'm alum. Just played Northwestern. This is not a good uh, weekend for you, Faz. What do you got in the game?
4: <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm already one and zero with the with the Northwestern. The way we keep score.
5: No, 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 no. <laughs> Not when national champion. I know you don't know about national championships, but we think at a different level. <laughs> I Go like
4: ahead. your Steelers tonight. I'm going to lay the lumber. It's all about motivation. If you're going to lay 14 and a half, you better have a super motivated team, and we have one here with Pittsburgh, an 11 and 0 team that just suffered back to back losses in arguably really bad spots. So, in the last 30 plus years of the NFL, Steelers
5: are only the second team ever to lose two straight games and be a road favorite over two touchdowns. This is rare.
4: Yes. And Pittsburgh was carrying all that fatigue because they had to play a midweek game against Baltimore. So, they had a short week against Washington, and then a short week against Buffalo. And I'm not going to dock them too much for those losses. Now they get eight days to prepare. And I'll tell you this, Ryan Finley, is the worst starting quarterback. Hold on a second. (laughs) Hold on a second. So
5: your official pick is Pittsburgh. Yes. And are there 14s out there? There (laughs) are. All right. So we're going to grade this to 14. I've got a tape from last year of you talking about Ryan Finley. (laughs) I like Cincinnati because he's better. Finley's better than Andy Dalton. I watched the preseason. He's better. Bet the Bengals. Now... That might not sound like you all the time,
4: Fez, but true or not, true. Bengals thirteen, Baltimore forty nine. In that game, yes.
5: And you said literally you upgraded the Bengals because of Andy Dalton not playing and Ryan Finley playing. Because of
4: a bump, an anticipated bump in energy level.
5: Well, yeah. I mean, with Finley, how? I mean, those players saw the preseason. Yeah. Let me save everyone here. There's a better way to bet this game. Bet under Bengals team total. It's only 13. It's fascinating to think about what this imputed score is. So you can take the spread, subtract it, divide by two, add the spread back in, and you have the imputed score. So this score is supposed to be 27, 27.5 to 13 because the total is right around 40. Yes. This is rare to have an NFL favorite this big and having a total this low. Absolutely. So, if you like the Bengals, if you're like Fez and you're or used to being, you're holding out for Finley, good luck. But you want to bet Bengals and under, it's called correlation. If the, bang, if, if the game goes under, the Bengals have a lot better chance to cover the big number, right? Some books won't even take a bet like that because it's so correlated. I don't like the Bengals though, but I don't like the Pittsburgh offense. And you know what? You're right, they're motivated. But I think it's to establish a run game. Because you know that if they just do more of the same and they win, it's not going to answer any questions. But if they can run for 160 yards, it changes the conversation. I think that slows this game down, which it's hard to cover a bigger number. But you can just say, let's let's isolate our handicap here. You don't love the Steelers' offense, right? No. You want to go against the Bengals' offense. Yes. That's the matchup we love because Pittsburgh will be motivated on defense because of the losses. So you can just bet. Bengals under 13 points. Even what? Minus 110 to win 100? Minus 110, yeah. That's my best bet. Epiphany bet on the game. What do you think?
4: I like it. Ryan Finley started three games last year. Bengals didn't get past 13 in any of them.
5: And they haven't got past 13 or even 7 the last couple games. (laughs) Yes. And let's be honest, with all the talk of draft choices... Bengals might have their eye on a draft choice. Jonas, let's do it. Let's cash it.
6: That's right. And you can check out, if you missed any of this show, the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We'll take a look at the historical impact on the Jets' win over the Rams. You can get that at the podcast. You can also get a couple of best bets on Monday Night Football for later on tonight. We are straight out of Vegas, back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio.